Blog Talk Radio. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Tuesday, February the 7th, 2009. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brother Blondie, hosting for today's show. Coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, as we will do every, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We have a great show for you this evening. We have a two-hour segment. And for the first hour, my co-host, Brother Blondie, will be interviewing me. Yes, yours truly, Lardy Miss Clardy, on how experiences have affected me as a victim of fraud and how this manifested in my life to organize my own organization for others that may be affected from victimization and fraud. And how I came to help others to stand up, speak up, and speak out against it and to get heard. So, and then our second hour, there will be another guest on our show, and we will be talking to him and him about victimization and fraud issues. His name is Rod Shepard. We will be taking your calls and comments at 347-884-8684. And don't forget to leave your comments and suggestions on the Lardy Miss Clardy profile or email us at brotherblondie at hotmail.com or wclardy at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. And don't forget to give us a rating on the profile after hearing this segment. Let the leaders know how you feel about their negligence on what they have done to you and how it affects your life. And we will be right back. I waited for your call, but you chose not to call me. I wondered what happened. Were you inside a safe space? I knew I wondered, were you thinking about me? And if you were, why was I feeling so lonely? By the phone, alone to the bone. Although the night before you were in my home, my body, my dome. In a circle of passion, we harvested to leave. Japan, Africa, Rome. We made music. We found It was magic the way it happened. Pure electricity. I felt so inspired and afraid at the same time. I don't know whether to sing or to Chocolate brown sugar 
hearing the sultry sounds of my favorite lady, Jill Scott, with Honey Molasses. And we're coming at you live on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. I am your host for the first hour, Brother Blondie, interviewing Lardy Miss Clardy. Please call in at 347-884-8684. We want to know who these people are. And what they uh, on and what can be done to stop them and help the American citizen find a solution. But before we uh, uh, get to uh, interviewing uh, Lottie Miss Claudie herself, I do have to report some good news and some bad news. The bad news, which uh, involves you know, or mortgage crisis and how everybody's losing their job. Another whole family has been shot to death. It's been all over uh, Columbus media, but sadly this has hit BET status. For the second time in less than a week, an entire family has been found shot to death. Apparently the victims of a murder-suicide by a distraught father. Whitehall, Ohio police responded to a call around 2 p.m. for all daylight. Wednesday, found the bodies of Mark Meeks, his wife Jennifer Dallas Meeks, and children, Jimmy, age 5, and Abigail, age 8. We're confirming all four victims had gunshot wounds, and a gun was found at the scene, says Sergeant Dan Kelso. This also happened a week right after an incident in L.A. of a murder-suicide case. The bodies of Irvin Antonio uh, Lupo, his wife and five children, was found in the L.A. area home where, you know, Irvin Antonio Lupo was frustrated about losing his job during these hard American times and, uh, you, you know, taking out his family. My God. But at last, we do have some good news, however, and this involves every single female in the United States. Oh, go ahead, Brother Blondie. Tell us. As our president, Barack Obama, signed a law and hugged Lily Ledbetter for support for equal pay. 
women getting as much equal pain as as the men. As they all right, could. all right. Because they've been they, <laughs> oh, they've been running news. the household. Uh, hold, uh, you, you you know they they deserve more equal pay and and, and, and you know quickly be before I uh, get to interview uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. Uh, I want to make this special request, and I really want Americans to think. Think hard. You know, I don't know why the Republicans are fighting against Barack Obama about the uh, $780 billion uh, stimulus plan. When Bush was in office, they were so quick, so quick to jump on the bandwagon and bail out. GM, Ford, <laughs> Chrysler, and all that. I mean, look, if you give me a stimulus plan, I promise you I'll go to Lehigh Coca and get a car. My last car was from Lehigh Coca, a, a Plymouth of a clean. I mean, come, come on. It, it, look, you, you give, me a, give me a stimulus, and I'll support the bailout uh, for the uh, auto, uh, automakers. And but you you know getting back to uh, the situation at hand here, you know this woman here needs no introduction. You know she is the founder and CEO of Wendy Clardy Ministries. She is also the founder of Families and Victims of Fraud. She is also the number one reason. Why Brother Blondie is the co-host of the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. Please welcome, and no introduction really needed, Miss Wendy Lardy Miss Clardy. Uh, how are you doing uh, this evening, Lardy Miss Clardy? I'm doing pretty well. I am very, very blessed here, and for the most part, you know, glad that um, I'm having this opportunity to uh, get heard, as well as uh, humbly um, glad that uh, the people are out there that want to hear my story, you know. I said that while I was out saying to everyone, get out and tell your story, stand up and speak up and speak out, you know, um, never really thought that uh, it would come my time to talk about my story but, you know, I am here, and um, good evening to you, Brother brother Blondie, and to all of you that are out there that is listening to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And um, I will tell my story. Well, uh, you, you, you know, first of all, I, 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 I wanted to uh, start off, uh, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, Obviously, you didn't start families and victims of fraud overnight. What was your trials and tribulations that even led to Wendy Quarty Ministries, let alone families and victims of fraud? Oh, wow. Well, um, what led to both of these organizations, uh, uh, for me to start these organizations was that um, I had been dealing with the judicial system and, you know, legal officials and, you know, different uh, 
workers from different agencies, probably ever since I was 16, being that I was involved with children's services. Um, I'm a mother of five children, and they are now grown, but at the time that they were in, in my care, um, I had went through uh, a real tough time with the judicial system and the system period when they took my children from me. Um, and it started back in 1980, and I was no more than probably about 16, as I was saying. And um, through that, uh, being with children's services and them taking my kids uh, year after year after year for about 23 years, I had developed within myself to want to know and to be educated about what they were doing to me and what they were doing to my children by taking our rights and you know, and if you don't have no education, it is easy for them to take advantage of you. So I began to start doing research after finding that some lawyers that were on my case did not properly uh, uh, do the case properly and uh, start doing my own research to find out that they were uh, there were things that were going on behind the scenes uh, that were in the files uh, that caused me to become my own pro se, and that started probably when I was uh, probably around about 20. And uh, I went on through this year after year of them coming back and forth taking my children. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, <clears throat> as a young mother and a mother of five, and, and at the time I wasn't married when I had the first two, um, you know, there was a lot I needed to know as a mother. And even though I had a mother, you know, some things weren't weren't explained to me, so I had to learn the hard way. But those things that I know that I did not do wrong, I was fighting all the way. And because I was fighting for my innocence, um, that caused, you know, the powers that be to be against me, and which caused them to try to... Uh, you know, try to break my spirit from fighting. But what it did was made me even more angry because, you know, this was uh, 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 getting in between of me being able to provide for my children and, you know, which it was dealing with my mental state, uh, which if your mental state is messed with, then you cannot, um, you know, work. And I was doing two jobs at the time and, um to take care of my children, and if you got, and if your mental state is messed with, then you can't provide for your family, nor can you, you know, keep your home. And at the time, you know, I had a uh, a, a rental house at the time, but you know, all these things proved that you know I kept losing everything I owned behind this. And then what really topped it off were up when I was around about thirty, when I. Uh, uh, when I had an incident with children's services um, after getting out of a divorce. And um, uh, the father of the one child that I had uh, kind of, you know, went to children's services and told them that I uh, abused, abused my children. And so they came in and they whisked all of the children except the one, which was my oldest daughter, which stayed with me throughout you know, the taking of the children, okay? They never took her, but they took all four. And um, and so I went in to fight because they didn't have no cause. And come to find out later, after I was thrown in jail for a crime that I didn't commit, 
after being thrown in jail behind it, um, I ended up uh, doing the research and found that uh, the father of that child, while in custody uh, with Children's Services and them giving custody over to him and his girlfriend, um, he was the one that beat our child. And that was the reason why I went to jail because they were trying to sweep the thing underneath the covers and to keep from, you know, being liable for what they had did. Uh, and I paid a, a great price, and then they made me pay child support, took all of my rights away as a mother to the child and gave all the rights to them. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Let, let me let, let me get this Wait, straight. You wanted to straight. know. <laughs> you mean to tell me not only did they take your kids away, but they made you pay child support? Yes, they made me pay child support. It was all really un- illegal. Uh, but like I said, if you are, you know, are fresh in the system, and even though that I had been years being in the system, I had to learn each step along the way as I went. And so from this, of learning that the father had beat our son while in custody with him, and I had to go through, you know, civil criminal proceedings, which landed me in jail for a crime I didn't commit and didn't come out, and because I wanted to fight about this and to put the blame where it belonged, um, there was a judge that was involved at the time, which that was Yvette McGee-Brown. Um, I went before her as a pro se because I no more trusted the lawyers that had been on my cases for years, um, you know, to represent me properly. So I uh, I went before to tell the story, and uh, the only thing that I got out of it was, you're not a lawyer, and we're going to make you pay child support. And, and they took all my rights away at that. Well, the rights were taken away while I was in jail because I had lost, again, everything I owned, home, job, you know, car, and a family, and everything that was in the home. So from that, I became steamed up, uh, you know, from what I was going through. And so I decided to come up with a Wendy Clardy Ministries, which deals with, you know, families that have been victimized. That's how Wendy Clardy Ministries came in effect because I knew that I was being victimized and I knew that I was being defrauded out of my right to have rights and being lied to. And um, that brings me to, you know, uh, to hear the, the, the recent of the families and victims of fraud um, because that spawned from Wendy Clardy Ministries um, wow. into uh, families and victims of fraud because then there were people that were coming to me that had all sorts of problems dealing with child support, dealing with, you know, being a victim of uh, molestation, children's services, moreover children's services. And, um, and from that point, um, it graduated because although that I had went through all these things and for five years I had to walk probation, a probation period, and and at the same time work. And while I was going through those things, I was even able to buy a home. So uh, uh, the son, I got all the children back, of course, except that one son that they kept with him in regards of whether it was right or wrong, which that was my 
youngest son, who is now 18, and I was able to get him back at 12. And when I got him back, I had my own home. I was a first home buyer for my first home. And after I got him back, then I stumbled on another problem, and that problem. Oh, and go ahead. Uh, which, which, which I want to uh, talk about uh, uh, the foreclosure case. Yes. Which uh, happened in uh, June of 2004. And be, be, before I uh, get get to that, I must uh, uh, warn the listeners: uh, due due to the content of of this matter. Uh, parental discretion uh, will be be, be be advised because you know this is very in, uh, in, in, intense stuff. It, it sounds like uh, when the the and, and I've and I've seen this with children's services and court cases. You know they put a lot of victims like yourself in a catch twenty two. Of course, it, it sounds like you damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right, but. Uh, but but you know since you uh, brought up that case, I I, I do want to uh, mention that uh, uh, you you know the immunity by uh, virtue of bankruptcy and claims of interest in the real property by two cross uh, claimants from a bankruptcy chapter seven discharge. From October uh, 20th, 2002, the attorneys of Allison A. Watkins Gill from the law firm of Fusco, Mackey, Matthew Smith, and Watkins, and Burmar Enterprise, DBA, Checklin. And uh, it says here you became a uh, pro-sea litigant to the case because legal aid attorneys will not Take your case. It, 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 explain how come legal aid wouldn't wouldn't take your case. Well, as I was saying before, that um, you know when I got this property, um, in uh, you know as being a proud mother, getting all of my children back finally, and I could finally breathe and you know and start a life all over with. And when I did a bankruptcy in 2002, um, uh, which you know, these particular people that you spoke about was added into the uh, into the bankruptcy. But what happened was um, when I went into court and they wanted to do a foreclosure based upon, you know, these, these fictitious liens that you just spoke of, uh, I went and did research on these, on these liens and come to find out that these liens were a part of the bankruptcy. And so I, again, because I, at the time, that's another area that I did not know about. I had to fall into it and become educated quickly behind it. And so, you know, I had to, well, after they took my home, you know, um, after they took my home and everything, it's kind of like, you know, I fell into, I went into the hospital for five for five days and um, come back and, you know, there was no notices, no nothing, and they had locked all the doors and put sticks in. Wait, 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 hold it, hold, hold, hold it, stop. Let, let me, let me, uh, let, let me, let me clear this up. You mean to tell me, Lardy, Miss Clardy, that they took away your property in the middle of you being in the hospital? Mm-hmm. 
And you were uh, sick. Well, uh, as I said before, you know, um, you know, I didn't get any due process to know what was going on. Um, neither was there a vacate order. So after I got out of the hospital and found that the doors were locked all the way around, they weren't like you know you got a, a, a security lock on the door. Actually, when you put, I put my key into the door and. The, the key would not turn the door to open it, and then I tried to get one of my sons, who were at that time teenagers, to go through a window, and we found sticks in the window. And so instead of me kicking the door in like my kids wanted me to do, I went on ahead and went to a, um, a family or a friend's house to, uh, to sit back and change all the mail to find out what was going on. Well, um, there was no there was no. Res- there was nothing, no response, no other mail coming in. So I went on ahead and went to go uh, get some psychiatric help because I fell into a big depression and um, and went to go get some psychiatric help. And it was there that my psychologist, who was by the name of uh, Charlie Pa, uh, got me back into um, good mental health uh, to go back to find out what was going on, and I was really, really scared because I had been hurt, you know, by the system so much, you know, I could probably understand how other people may feel, you know, about that system, that judicial system and the leaders that are in it. Um, But nevertheless, I had to go to find out what happened. So when I went into the courthouse and went to the court records, um, it was there that I found all of the all of the misrepresentation and fraud that was done, and I then began to go and do research. Now it took me about eighteen months to do this because I was already, you know, already mentally and emotionally disturbed anyway, and was going through the counseling. But the counseling was a was a edge for me in order for me to keep moving to uh, get this information that I need to get started to become my own pro se. And as to answer your question to, you know, uh, other lawyers, look, you know, I tried to find every lawyer that there was, whether paid or what, and also the legal aid, but none of them wouldn't help me. And that is how I had to become my own lawyer to, to to battle this. You know, the reason why that I asked you those those questions, Lardy, Miss Lardy, about about uh, whether or not was you able to find an an attorney, because at that time, before Michael Coleman was mayor, mm-hmm. he, he he was an attorney. Mm-hmm. Ben Espy was uh, uh was an attorney. He he used to have a law office. Uh, uh, right, right, right off of Long Street. Right. You mean to tell me they they couldn't help you either? Well, as I said, it was a process, and no to that. I will question. I will say no. Nobody helped me because, you know, it was in 2002 and 2004 when they took my home after the bankruptcy. You understand? And um, and this was about the time that you know uh, mortgage fraud was hitting big time at this time through bankruptcy. Uh, again, um, you know, getting getting to the point here is um, the case on the foreclosure that was litigated in 2004. You know, these the the plaintiff when I seen the summons uh, of what they had uh, went forth to get the foreclosure done in, it was all a lie. And I went into the municipal court and filed a brief after 
doing a lot of research at the law library to get the codes and different things in order to speak the language. And, and even though that I wasn't an attorney by way of going to school, something innately inside of me uh, knew, you know, how to go, get the information, read the information, process it, compile it, and then do the briefs. And automatically I was able to get both of those uh, liens that they had used as a fraud detector home dismissed, vacated. And then um, I went to also do an appeal to the appellate court level and to tell all of what they had did in the taking of my home and to show that the, that the, that the liens that they used were vacated and that they were invalid for their reasoning to take the home. And even though in the end at the oral argument uh, that we have went to, uh, which was in 2006 or seven, I believe, I think it was 2006, um, March of 2006, yes, um, it was there where the bank, City Mortgage, uh, representatives said to the uh, panel there that they – they they went on ahead and admit to the fact that they know that they didn't give me any notices, but they told the panel of judges on the pillar court level to deny the case anyway. And sure enough, that's what they did in their following uh, statements of opinions months later when they sent their uh, their opinions back. And then that spawned me to go to the Supreme Court le level and put in a brief there. And although that I was accepted, you know, as a pending coming in and the bank representatives were late getting their brief in, period, they put up a fictitious brief with a bag, with a, uh, uh, with a wrong case number on it explaining whatever issues. And from that, uh, Judge Moyer, who was on that case uh, that wrote the letter to me that my case was pending, um, wrote back a couple months later and said that, you know, they were not going to take jurisdiction over the case and that I had no constitutional questions, you know, uh, uh, on the brief, which I know that was ludicrous because I was very thorough in terms of how I, uh, 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 how I wrote that brief. So um, anyway, so what I did was went to um, the next place was to the attorney general. And then to add upon that, there was a letter that came into the mail to me to let me know that not only was I a victim of fraud once, but I became a victim of fraud twice because in New York, my mortgage note or promissory note was found in uh, New York uh, with Redwood Trust. And a gentleman that was from Redwood Trust they were obviously, you know, doing some illegal things there, and my house was found in it. And I became a victim of financial institution, uh, institutional fraud. And so with all of that, it, it, that then, uh, to add to going to the attorney general's office and telling this information, um, definitely they said that they could not help either. Now, I write articles, and I am a I am a member for the AHRC News, 
which is ahrc.com. And on there you will be able to find any article that I have written and published there. Also, I have articles that are written and published on the Ohio Homeowners um, uh, website as well. Um, I, I became, you know, a warrior in this sense to, uh, to, to say that no one else will ever have to go through this again, being that even though that I have went to school, you know, uh, uh, to become a paralegal, and even though I went to school to understand uh, criminal and civil justice, and although I went to school to learn how to do broadcasting, and although that I'm going back to school to go do civil criminal justice and perhaps become a civil lawyer, um, I am saying that, uh, you know, I've had, I had a time uh, in my life where I had to suffer in order to understand the sufferings of others. This is what spawned not just not just to have Wendy Clardy Ministries and then become a pastor, be an ordained pastor for that for that ministry, but as a pastor that is out on out, outreach in the community. Okay, you know, my heart goes to those that have been truly victimized and defrauded of their rights, and my job is to uh, get them heard, get out there to educate them on what they need to do. Now, I'm not a lawyer, of course, but, you know, from from um, experience, I have a lot to offer in this area, which brings me back to, you know, something that i you know, wanted to share that in March of 2008, um, you know, Senator Hillary Clinton was here at Columbus State Community College to hear the issues about predatory lending. And I was one of the students that Columbus State Community College picked uh, to come and speak out about the epidemic called predatory lending. Uh, my question to Senator Clinton was, if you became president of the United States, would you protect the homeowners and would you send representatives down here, in other words, down here on our level, in the communities to oversee the public public's affairs because our judicial systems are broken and the citizens are afraid of most of our judges and, um, you know, most of our, most of our uh, uh, judges and, and attorneys and local officials. I didn't get a forward answer. I didn't get a forward answer, but that she said that she would, you know, uh, do a moratorium, you know, over the issues. Today, I say I'm still a, uh, I am still a victim of predatory lending, and there are millions more that are victims as well. So there is no confidence, you know, in our in our judicial system today. But this is what spawned me to do families and victims of fraud. Now I have a website that people can go and look at. And that website is www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. And um, go on the website and look over it. But I believe my charge is to uh, use my experiences in every area that I have experienced of victimization or being lied to in you know, as a catalyst to help others to stand up and speak up and speak out about these issues, whatever it may be, and don't be afraid because that's what's wrong with 
most of our people, you know, they are afraid to speak up. It's almost like they're waiting for another Martin Luther King to come forth and do a civil rights movement. And I'm saying that the civil rights movement start with you, you know what I mean? And so, um, and if you can't start with yourself to fight for your own civil rights and to stand up, then more than likely you're not going to be able to be a leader to anybody else. And I'm not saying that as to shut anybody down, but I am saying that those that are not afraid to speak up and speak up and stand up and speak out about it, we need to come together and, and, and create, you know, a an alliance uh, where we are able to get heard with one voice, just the same as they did with, President Barack Obama, you know, they all band together to make sure that one voice came together to make sure he got into uh, the the uh, into office. And and when I looked on TV and he was doing his inauguration, there was I don't know 2.5 million people that was out there. Yeah. You know, we need about that, you know, to be for the civil rights movement. Um, because I truly do believe that there is an infringement on the people's right to have their civil rights uh, 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 catered to or to at least have fair justice and access to justice. Well, you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, I wanted to ask you this, and this will probably uh, uh, frustrate you uh, kind of bit. I'm going to make a... We spoke about this on previous shows, about the racial and financial uh, co comparisons of the fraudulent uh, judicial system that you and I have done shows on. Correct. And I'm going to make this comparison because you're a victim of this. Yes. This. Uh, and I'm going to ask you how frustrated you are at this comparison. You fought hard. You fought your damnness to get your kids back. Yes. And they did everything in their power to keep your kids away from you. Yet, and listen, listen, damn it. And I'm talking to the audience here. Yet in 2007, in a child custody case of our own, we talk about a child custody case alone. Yes. Britney Spears. And, 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 and you, you know, if you want to get mad and say, well, why I'm bringing it up, this is why I'm bringing it up. Britney Spears failed to appear in court eight times. Eight. Failed. She didn't even fight for a kid. She failed to appear in court eight times, yet. This woman still has joint custody? <laughs> oh, how, 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 how upset are you with that, Wendy? Well, I'm. you know what? It's not being upset anymore. You know, I can't be upset. But I am appalled at the idea that, you know, people with money can get away with so much. And those that don't have money are, 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 can't, can't get away with you know, fighting for what's right. You know, I'm not saying that I cannot be angry. I am upset. This is why I'm doing what I am doing for the people, you know, to get her to stand up, speak up, and speak out, you know, because we know that 
the general public or the common people, you know, that don't have money are going to be uh, looked at as commodity, a way for people to make money for our for our judicial systems and anybody else that's making money, lawyers, the whole bit. However, you know, people that have money, it was seen as though they're getting away with that. But you know what? So what? I still have a charge to do is to show where the injustice has taken place. And my concern is it's not with the rich, but with the grassroots community here in Columbus, Ohio, and those abroad, elsewhere. And that takes me back to this, that you can't fight a, a good fight if you're angry because you can't think. And part of my education and on this journey that I have uh, been on, it definitely taught me how not to be angry. It says in the Bible, be ye angry, but sin not. And so therefore, yeah, I am upset at it, but not to do anything bad about it. But if anything, you know, show where the injustice is taking place because education is important. It is a power. It is a riches. You don't even have to have money. All you got to do is just get the knowledge. And places where they put the knowledge is in books. And if people do not want to read, they will not get that knowledge. It doesn't take a rocket scientist for some of us. I'm going to say for everybody, you know, to go and read and and, and learn just as much as an attorney and a judge does or any more than any other official uh, has. It's the point of going to gain the knowledge, whether it's by reading or going to school. It is your riches. And if you got that, you have power because knowledge is power. And that is what I have to be able to share to the people that I come in contact with. So I say to that, so what she got it by riches? So what Britney Spears didn't have to do nothing to get her rights? You know what I'm saying? Because she had money, whether she was right or wrong. Isn't, doesn't that show you a difference between how the system thinks about those with money and those that are without? I mean, yeah, be, be, because, you know, you would think, I always thought no matter how much special treatment the rich got in the judicial system, even they had to appear in court. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, but if you got enough money, it, but, it may not matter. But the, uh, be, 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 before we get uh, get with you, I I, I, I want to take some calls here. Here, uh, uh, to the caller with the four digits of one uh, of seven zero zero five. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Hello. Yes. How How are you doing, man? I am fine. How you doing, sir? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm doing uh, pretty pretty good, sir. Uh, what What's your question? My my um basic basically it's it's a it's it's more of a comment. I applaud the the lady for being out there and 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 talking about this plight. But you know um you know I, I see this in in my community. I'm also an educator. I'm also a mentor. I'm also a father, you know, yeah. of of, of uh, three kids. I'm a single father, matter of fact. And you know, uh, we, we we speak about this. We tell people exactly what to do, how to do, and when to do. What I see, we are so fascinated 
with the powers to be in Washington D.C. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't even know what what the heck is going on in our local community and, and local politics. Correct. And I tell people Correct. all the time. You know, my thing is, I I work for the, the the Title One program in our inner city, right? And I see these kids, right? From 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 the background that they come from, trying to get yes. these parents to go to the, the the city council, trying to get these yes. parents to go to the school board, right? And yes. they are failing, they are failing consistently. Mm-hmm. So that's where it starts. You understand? And I think what is more th- is common sense. We 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 you know, and and not to say about education is not good, right? I've seen seen numerous people with all these PhDs and and BHDs and all that good stuff, but they lack the common sense. Absolutely, I agree with you. And that's what it is. I agree with you too, brother. We know what the system is. We cannot compare, you know, the Britney Spears to the individual in the hood who don't have anything. So what we have to do, like the lady said, you have to come together and challenge the city council first. You know, we're worried about President Obama, right? But yet Mm -hmm. still, they're killing us with taxes down here. They're killing us with water bills. They're taking our land down right right. here. What can he do for us? Down here, right. he stood up here and he went into office. And the first thing he did, he hired, you know, three individuals who 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 um evaded their taxes for numerous years and said they didn't know. Uh, but, but can I can I ask you, sir, uh, where, uh, uh, which city are you calling from? I'm calling from um, Oklahoma, sir. Okay. The state of Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, you uh, you know, sir, I uh. You know, we, we we here at the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. We 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 uh, uh feel feel for you. Uh, you uh you you know you made some uh, uh very very excellent points uh points, but uh uh you know uh even though you know I have to let you go uh go go right now and you know continue on and, and let our uh, other callers speak. We 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 do appreciate your uh, 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 comments, and you've uh, given us a very uh, excellent knowledge. And uh, uh, please call call in again, sir. Not a problem, sir. All right, thank you. Uh, we're going to uh, take our next uh, our next caller, uh, uh, number one seven one two. You're on the air. Yeah, this is Doctor Ayesh from Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, do you do you have an opinion that you want to weigh in on our show? Yeah, I just like to commend this young uh, this young lady here, the like, uh, the woman, the one who went through all that uh, unnecessary stuff, uh, Thank which you, is to be avoided. And I commend her and uh, uphold her for what she's doing. And the, she's a carriage woman. We don't have that very many people who has carriage the way she has. And that's what it takes. Well, that's what it takes nowadays to be a carriage person to do what she did. And well, you know, uh, 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 doctor, uh, you, you know, not only do I agree with you on the fact that Lardy Miss Clardy has uh, uh, wonderful courage, but we always encourage uh, anybody that's been in her situation or worse uh, to always uh, show courage. That's why at her organization of families and victims of fraud and on the Lardy Miss Clardy blog talk uh, radio show, uh, we always uh, 
encourage people to uh, uh, stand up, speak up, and speak out. Uh, you, you know, to people all over the uh, U.S., whether it's right here in Columbus, Ohio, or in your uh, neck of the woods of uh, uh, Raleigh, North North Carolina. And uh, we we appreciate you uh, calling, uh, uh, Doctor. You've uh, spread. Uh, uh, inspiration yes, you uh, have. To, to, to myself and to uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, and uh, uh, we, you, 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 you know, we we appreciate, you know, all all the encouragement, all the uh, 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 comments. Uh, we 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 have to let you go, right? Uh, hold, uh, hold on, sir. I do I do have something that I would like to say, sir. Um, you know. My, the whole idea of the Lardy Miss Clardy blog talk radio show is, is to encourage people to come forth and talk about their story, you know, because people don't get heard elsewhere, especially in these judicial systems. Yes, it does take courage. And definitely, you know, I don't know, I have questioned myself over and over again, sir, about this courage because the powers that be will always be against me to try to shut me down. And But, you know, through me being angry at them trying to shut me down, I have always seemed to stand up on my feet again and come up with some kind of idea of what can I do to get everybody to stand up or or to encourage somebody to speak out or to even get somebody to come and talk about, you know, what ailed them in their victimization and fraud situation. And um, I really do appreciate just what you had said, sir, because it does. It takes courage. And <clears throat> and I, I would hope that that you would spread as far as you could spread it for people to come and listen in or to be a part of the talk show. Again, you know, um, I have said before that you can look on my website. I got two of them, uh, uh, org, and also I have www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. And on these two websites, we'll also, uh, you know, we'll, it complements one the other, and it also has the Blog Talk radio show uh, button that's on the uh, Families and Victims of Fraud uh, website. Um, but I sure encourage you, sir, you know, that, uh, you know, to, to continue to inspire people like you've inspi- inspired me um, to come on to the show, you know, where they can be heard because it's so important to the health, the mental health and the emotional status of people to have somebody that they can talk to and get the word out about the wrong that's being done to them. I thank you very much. Yeah, I will do that, ma'am, and uh, I would like you to call me after the show. Can you do that? Uh, yes, I can, sir. Hold on just for a second and let me jot this number. Let me jot the number down. 919. Um, I have it already. You don't even have to speak. We don't want this to be over the air because we are live. I got your number, sir. I certainly appreciate it. And your name? This is Dr. Ayesh, A-Y-E-S-H, from Raleigh, North Carolina. It's what now? A-Y-E-S-H, from Raleigh, North Carolina. Ayesh, okay. And North 
North Carolina? Yes. Raleigh, North Carolina? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I will call you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your for your inspiration. I'll keep moving, and I'll keep that courage up. Please let people know uh, that they have a place to come and talk about their issues. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. And uh, we'll be back. We back. All right. You you just heard an old school classic from the Bar Cave. Whoa. And shake that rump to the funk. You won't hear that on Radio 1 uh, 
my fans in, in Columbus. Look, we're uh, we're we're back on Blog Talk Radio Live, the Lardy Miss Party uh, uh, Blog Talk uh, Radio Show, and uh, un- until our uh, second hour guest uh, calls calls in, uh, we're going to continue with the. Your story here, uh, uh, Wendy, is, is uh, very interesting. Uh, you, you know, being a victim and, you, you know, as Natalie Cole would say, uh, catching hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, definitely it was that, you know. And I, you know, I think that uh, in, 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 in all of what I have went through, it had, uh, it, it kind of like, taught me it was lessons to learn i mean because not a lot of people when they go through things are they're able to look at them as lessons of life to learn you know uh for instance uh like what had happened to me instead of it spawning off to be something where you know it could be destructive uh because of the things that's happened to me and also uh you know to hurt other people because i've been hurt what it what it what it did to me, I wanna thank, you know, the judicial system here in Columbus, Ohio and all the leaders and, and different things and, and the lawyers and uh, you know, caseworkers and the child support people for coming into my life, doing what they did to me, you know, because what it did was made me knowledgeable about not only as a victim but also a person that could reach out and help others uh, not become, not to step in those same footsteps if it's, not, if it's possible. You know, I think, um, I think for all of these things to have happened to me, I don't think that uh, I would have changed a thing, you know, because I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have I wouldn't become who I am today. I really do thank them for what they've done. You know, I wanted to also share share this because this was a wonderful thing because people seem some people think that, you know, when people do wrong to other people that they won't never see them again. But I'm going to tell you how some some events has happened for me to be able to speak to the very people that were that were uh uh uh, the, the the ones that actually did the hurting. You know, when I was going to the uh, Columbus State Community College uh, in 2008, um, I received from there uh, a Women's Leadership Award. And all the information that I am telling about, you, it can be verified. All you have to do is just put my name into the Google search engine, Wendy Clardy, and anything in your mom and and anything anywhere will come up about Wendy Clardy. Everything from articles all the way to what I'm about ready to talk about. And I'm sitting right here uh, with my my award that came from Columbus uh, State Community College here in Columbus, Ohio. As uh, in 2008, I, I got a Women's Leadership Award, okay? Uh, you know, in recognizing of the outstanding service and leadership, okay? And this was presented to me on March the 5th. Do you know that I, that the keynote speaker that came to speak at that engagement was actually Yvette McGee Brown, the very lady that charged me the child support 
and that allowed this the case the case that was going on back, you know, in my past. You gotta be kidding. I'm not kidding. You know, she was actually the keynote speaker and my daughter who at the time was just twenty, uh, she came with me, uh, to watch me to get this award, right? And when the event was over, I had a chance to talk with Yvette McGee Brown, the judge. She's a former judge uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. But I had a chance to talk to her. And you would think that if I had any anger in my heart, it would have been to, you know, to embarrass her. But instead, it didn't come out like that at all. I went up to her and I shook her hand. And I asked her, you know, do you remember me, you know, from the Clardy Brown case? She says, I think I do, you know, and I'm just paraphrasing these things because, you know, I, you know, of course it's been a little minute, but what I do remember her saying was uh, I introduced her to one of the kids, which was my daughter, that was in the system living with that man along with two other kids. They were, they were the siblings. Uh, living with my ex-husband while I went through that harsh time of being criminated on a lie and went to jail for, and she was the one that uh, implemented that child support to keep, uh, really it was really to take finances away to discourage me from keep coming into the courts litigating. That's what it was for, really. So, you know, I sat there and I I said to her, I I thanked her. I said, I want to thank you because... She then was able to remember who I was, and she couldn't believe her eyes that I was sitting up here receiving right there as her being the keynote speaker, <laughs> you know, the leadership award. And I told her, I said, had it not been for those troubles and trials and tribulations that I was sent through, I would not be here this day to meet you, to say thank you, and to, and to receive my award for the women's leadership. You know, and that was an awesome thing because she looked at me and she says, I don't know what you think you're thanking me for. I said, and I just looked at her and gave her a hug and, you know, and told her, you know, uh, you know, it made me a, a, a better person today, you know. Did her jaw drop? I'm sure that it did. I mean, just the point that when I told her, you know, and, and what the, the other part was was that I told her, I said, remember when I had to pay the child support? And she said, yeah, and, you know, and, and what I had went through to go into jail, I told her I didn't do these things they said that I'd done. And you know what she said to me? I know. Well, let me, let me ask you the uh, child support question. Sure. When you had custody, the times you did have custody. For five years. The five years you had sole custody. Mm-hmm. Did you ever receive child support? Uh, what, well, Did you ever receive child support? Well, just put it like this. I didn't receive child support before all this stuff had started. And then when I was walking the probation time for five years, okay, um, and then having to pay child support for those five years, I paid on time. I only missed one day, one day, one month of payment, and that was because of the changing over to another job in order to have a little more money, and and um, and they had suspended my license for that, which I felt that that was an issue right there because people that are trying to do the right thing, even though that they were forced to do something that wasn't right, you know, that I had to do this, 
But after my five years was over and my son turned 12 and I went back to court to get custody of him, do you know that they did not make him pay child support? And he has, and listen, and that he has not paid any child support, even though I have reported it be times, and, you know, they're supposed to give you, you know, some kind of uh, – Support, you know, uh, you know, being, you know, on on uh, public assistance and everything, and I, I, I'm not too proud of that now because, see, I'm 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 starting all over, and I'm on public assistance now, you know, and on disability, you know, and and you know, from what has happened to me. Um, you know, and they have not yet, the child support here in Columbus, Ohio, have not yet, and now he is 18. And I have not received not one support through court. He, they, they pretend like they can't find him or none of that. But you know what? I'm not mad. I, 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 I'm not I do mad under, at that. I understand that. But it was very important for me to bring this up because I want to give the audience very important data from supportkids.com. That's a child support agency that tracks down deadbeat parents who is owed $5,000 or more in uh, uh, in back child support. Port. And this is why, young ladies, this is why parents tell you to save yourself for marriage. According to supportkids.com data, did you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, that more than 50% more than 50% of single mothers in the United States of America will never, ever in life receive a single dime of child support. Well, and if you want to take it any further, now I was married and divorced, so how many more of divorced women, you know, that haven't received support? And to make a make a point here, you know, I have five children, and even though that I was a single mother with um, with different fathers for the children, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Still, children's services, our uh, children's support, never found those men to make them pay child support. So I literally, as a single parent before marriage, okay had to take care of four other children alone and by myself because the child support agencies um, were broke down here in Columbus, Ohio, to go forth and find those men to take it, but they found me. You yeah. see, in in that day that I that that day that I wasn't able to pay child support because I had to switch over to a a new job to get more hours. You know, they made sure they found me though. Oh well, well I guarantee you, uh, uh, Wendy, if if there was a supportkids.com dot com website back in those days, they they uh they 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 definitely would attract uh, uh track down the dead pe- uh, parents. So listen, listen, ladies. If you talking about oh, I can't track them down, supportkids.com will 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 uh will track them down for you. And and I know you're gonna cry about well they I'm gonna give them 25 percent. Well, so what? You know, track them down anyway. They'll they'll do it. But getting back to your uh, your your story, uh, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, it 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 just sounds like. Over the past twenty five years, you, you, 
you, the, yeah. the, all, all the ministries and all that, you, 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 you still in hell fight? Well, yeah. I mean, even now as we speak, you know, I mean, you know, I'm in hell fighting, you know, to help other people that are in hell, you know, and maybe perhaps we can all get out together, you know. Um, you know, I, you know, I really have a soft spot for the men that may have dealt with women that, you know, wasn't so understanding, you know, uh, if they were good men that were really trying to do their job to support their children, you know, because being on in children's support or, or having to pay that child support, I understand the flip side of what the men might have went through with the system as well as, you know, the, 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 other, the other partner or the other parent of the child, you know, because while I was going through paying child support, you know, uh, you know I, caught, I caught hell from, you know, my ex-husband. For the next five years it was like dealing with, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, dealing with a, a monster, you know, there was no appreciation for, you know, my kindness or any of the sort. And I can understand there might be women that's like that towards the men. And while he had that money, he didn't spend any of that money on my son. My son was the one that said he never got a chance to see any of it, went nowhere with it, no nothing. You know, so that is to show that, you know, you know parents are supposed to be responsible for what happens to the kids. Uh, you know, and how the support is supposed to be spent. But if you've got immature people uh, that are parents, you know, um, perhaps things like that happen. You know, but I'm grateful that I had a chance to experience. I had a chance to experience some of those 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 things so that I can be humble on either side of the fence. You know, I even worked for, you know, a... a, a um, for children's services while I was going through the victimization. They still had my son, <laughs> and I worked for them as a minister, uh, well, a mentor, as to say, uh, for for uh, children's services. And um, and I got to understand the inside job of how, what they do to take a kid. So I knew the way that they were taking my kids was crazy because I was now in a position to be able to do the same thing and saw that they didn't use hardly any of those procedures to do what they were doing. And I worked for the welfare department uh, as a case manager. And, you know, where uh, on the other side, when you're receiving public assistance, you don't get the proper treatment. You know, the some of the caseworkers don't have... Uh, you know, uh, good good customer service skills. But when I got a chance to get over there and find out that, you know, that money was for the people to have and how the caseworkers were using that as a power struggle over the people, I found that what they were doing to me was ludicrous. You know, I was actually wasn't getting <laughs> I was actually <laughs> I was actually not getting benefits that I chose, that I was supposed to have once I got over there. So I understand a lot of things, but the whole idea is to uh, is to come across to the to the to the public or, or the general public, us, the uh, common people, 
is that when you don't have money and you're a middle class uh, person, you know, it's it's really hard to get justice and and get fair uh, fair hearings and or any of that. But the whole idea is if we would come together and speak in one voice, it will be it will be so much better. Let, let, let me ask you this question about you know the poor and fair hearing. Do you feel the reason why that is is because they are automatically trained? Uh, a lot of caseworkers are automatically trained to underestimate, uh, you know, young poor uh, mothers, and you know they, you, you know, it's almost like they trying to read your mind and like. Oh, I can tell she really don't want to be in here. Let me just tell her something quick and she understand. She ain't going to go to the library and, you know, look things up and study and and look this up and look that up. She ain't going to have the time to do paperwork and all that. She want to continue to be with her girlfriends, roll up them blunts, go to a club, find her future babies. Daddy ain't worried about <laughs> About that, do, do do you feel that goes in the caseworker's mind when they when when they see a, a young poor single mother? Uh, let's just let's just put it like this. Uh, you know, there's poor single mothers and poor single fathers, and if they think that you are not educated or won't do these things, do research on, of course. You know, you get you get people get taken advantage of in every system, whether it's the social security system, whether it is you know the judicial system, the children's services, the child support. It's everywhere. The point is, is that you're trying to uh, get the people to have some confidence. You know, that's what I'm all about is to bring confidence because I found that the system that we're living in is not really supposed to give us confidence. It's like we got a schizophrenic society. On one end, they're moral, and on the other end, they're immoral. You understand what I'm saying? And so with that, you know, the whole idea is to get the people to stand up, to get that courage, to be inspired. And they cannot get that unless they can find someone or see someone that is setting the example. Oh, well... You, boy, you, 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 you know, we, 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 we getting in so much, uh, uh, so, so much, uh, deep con, uh, uh, con- conversation, uh, and you, you, you know, you so deep like me, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, I'm gonna have to change your name to Sister Blondie. I mean, you, you, you are, you, you're blonde too, like, like, like I am. I, I mean, I mean, but, uh, I mean, having, I mean, having said that, though, uh, 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 Lordy, Miss Clardy, I, I mean, this this sounds like a nightmare. This this sounds worse than Jason, the Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, Freddy Krueger would have given you uh, much more love than than the fraudulent uh, judicial system. I don't know about that. Now, Freddy Krueger was pretty mean, <laughs> but I will say that. Um, um, again, you know, although that I went through some horrific things 
And uh, some of them, like I said, was because I was uneducated. And I'm still uneducated. I still got a lot to learn, you know. But in the learning is how am I going to, uh, what kind of mind frame do I want to learn in? You know what I mean when I say what kind of, it's the process of thinking. See, because um, that happened, you know, I think that's why I was made an example to become a mentor for families with children's services, and that was to walk the people through the system and to become liaison and speak in their behalf and also do some of what the caseworkers were doing, although I wasn't a caseworker, going to their homes and, you know, doing walkthroughs and different things of that sort. And what it did for me is it made me what you would call a professional parent rather than a parent falling out and cussing everybody out and becoming angry because of the things that they do. Now, just listen to this for a moment. You know, if 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 in your city that as a official leader or leaders of government or whatever, if all they see is more people that don't stand up and fight or just bend on down and let them take them in like, you know, uh, like sheep for slaughter. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if that's all that they have encountered, don't you think that they would continue to do what they do? That's just like being in slavery. If all they got is slave people, you know what I'm saying, and that's all they see, you know, they're going to continue to keep doing these processes that they've been doing. But if they find a few of us that say, uh-uh, you captured one that wasn't a slave, that wasn't brought in like a sheep for slaughter, and I'm going to fight because I know I hadn't done anything wrong, and that's the one that they want to take and bend and take and uh, 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 crush all their spirit from them to keep them from talking. And I've just been fortunate not to become so afraid. And, again, I have to give it to my psychologist who is who has been by my side, you know, for a very, very long time. You hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, and even though that I have fallen and almost scared, almost close to losing my mind or whatever the case may be, that I have become, he has allowed me and helped me to come to a point in my life to become strong enough that if anything should happen to me, get out there and at least find out what it is, you know, so that you know what you're dealing with. And again, to say, if if the system is all they're used to is dealing with people that they can push around and they can crush a person's confidence and take away their finances to keep them from keep them from talking, you understand what I'm saying? And their livelihood from talking, well they're gonna to continue to do what they gotta to do to stop you. In my case I don't have anything to lose now. You know, I'm at my all time low but at my all time high because this is the best time that I can do my work. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more question be, 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 before we uh, get to another uh, music, uh, music break, and, and, it's, and it's going to be a longer music break than usual because I really do need this time of thought. And this is the most important question of all, Lardy, Miss Clardy, in terms of not only your trials and tribulations, but your organizations. 
Since you have formed Wendy Clardy Ministries, along with families and victims of fraud, and the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, had there been any former co-workers at the uh, children's services or uh, uh or, 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 you know, the welfare agencies who has came up to you, you and say, oh, you know, Wendy, you inspired me. Go on, girl. I I knew you can do it. You, do you get any of those type of uh, uh, compliments, if not for them, but for uh, uh, anyone? How many has uh, took your advice to uh, stand up, speak up, and speak out? Actually, from those agencies, no one, actually, uh, you know, um, that no one from those agencies, if I've had anyone that has uh, come back to say anything to me, is those that are now members in my organization. Mm-hmm. They, have, uh, they have said inspiring words to let me know that what I am doing is positive. And as the doctor that was speaking, you know, and you, you know, um, you know it. You know, a person that can see courage and that can complement courage gives even more courage to continue to do the things I do. Even with you, brother Blondie. Even though that you are from Kaumba, which is you, the CEO of that, or the or the speaker for them, and also Black Anti Defamation Council. You know, even you. Uh, that you were inspired to want to join me to be a part of this blog talk radio show, you know, and to also say to me that I inspired you, you know, come on now, you know, that that if I can inspire one, I am happy. Because, see, you can't inspire the world. You, you know, they say that you can't save the world, Wendy. And I said if, if there's one that's got an ear to hear, let him hear. And if he can get something or she can get something out of it, let them. Because it's all for their well-being and for their mental status and their emotional status. Well, one of the reasons why I felt you have inspired me, because, you know, you're one of the few who was willing to listen when a lot of folks uh, weren't. They may find me as boring or off the wall sometimes, but you took the Time to find out and listen. But on but but on that note, when when we come back from our uh, uh, music break, I'm gonna ask uh, Lardy Miss Clardy a couple of fun uh, f- fun questions to uh, uh, end uh, end off the uh, show because I found some stuff about you that I find quite in- intriguing. Okay. So we'll be right back. Okay. You got, you got, you got it. Ooh. Come on, baby. Don't be shy. 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 Out of control, in this corner, I'm just in you. I'm just in you. Nobody 
Lardy, Miss Party. Now, uh, you're from West High School. Yes, I am. And uh, uh, you're also a very talented singer. Okay. Yes, I am. So I have to ask you this one uh, musical uh, question that has a West High School uh, 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 significance to it. To it. Uh, uh, being a singer, was you did, was you ever encouraged or influenced by another famous singer out of West High School? By the name of the one and only Nancy Wilson. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm not going to say any more than that. Most definitely. Well, I mean, there was more, but she was. She's she's just she's just laid back. I love her music, and I got that kind of voice. Oh, okay. I mean, we, we are, look, ain't, ain't no famous people from Beechcroft where, where, where I'm from, but, but, but yours truly, but, 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 but you know, West High School, you, I mean, well, you, you, you up there in the uh, uh, ranks of uh, Nancy Wilson and uh, uh, NBA standout Michael Red, but, uh, you, you know, that was that, that, that was the one fun uh, uh, question that, I wanted to ask, but you you know get get back to the um, more of a uh, more more of a serious. Uh, no, I don't want to get serious no more. I want to have fun now. I, oh. I think that I have told all of what I what what I, I I didn't think that I, it would be my day to have to get up to to talk. But how would the people know you know uh, who I am if I don't ever share? You know uh, what has happened to me to be in this type of uh, in this type of um, business. You know that I'm involved in, which is to help other people uh, understand how to be confident and stand up for themselves. So you know, I think uh, I mean you. I have to be the example. And brother Blondie, I really do thank you for <laughs> for. Um, you know, it took really courage, you know, even for myself to tell all about this, you know, uh, in this magnitude, of course, and 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 and, and I had to get prepared and ready, uh, impromptu, with being impromptu about it, um, to to explain a few things. And I really do thank you for uh, wanting to know, and as well as wanting to share this with everybody that listens to this uh, blog talk radio show and. I even want to thank the Blog Talk Radio Show that allowed me to come on to this Blog Talk Radio Show. The people that's behind the scenes uh, that work this production here um, for allowing me, you know, the opportunity to bring something fresh uh, to the to to the people where people can be heard. So, you know, I think. I, I really thank God for, you know, all the experiences and everything that I am doing so that I can be of some service. You know, I've got to give something back. Um, yes, 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 and uh, uh, be, uh, be, be, before we uh, get to uh, more, more of the fun stuff, I do have uh, vi- uh, very important uh, b- breaking news that I, that I have to, to address uh to to the listeners in uh, 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 Columbus, Ohio, and uh, 
this is a story that uh, that pisses me off very uh, badly. Now, I spoke to you on our January 6th show about the incident in Oakland, California, about Rodney King victim part two. Oh, yeah. Where, where a 22-year-old Oscar Grant was uh, shot and killed uh, by Oakland, California uh, p- police, the uh, uh, transit uh department they uh shot him in the back even though he was already in in handcuffs now the breaking news i wanted to uh give on that the police officer who shot and killed oscar grant got out yesterday on three million dollars bail who the hell put that money up for that fool goodness gracious i mean come on i mean that's sickening I mean, videotape evidence shows already a cop getting shot in the back of the police out on bail. Bill, please let's not let's not have a another uh, a Rodney King type uh, riot, which I which I do want to bring some uh, good news for a change in uh, uh, terms of Rodney King because you know Largy Miss Party as head of the Media Watch subcommittee of of the Black Anti-Defamation uh, uh, Council. Uh, there's a reality uh, show on uh, VH1 called uh, Ce- Celebrity Rehab. And of, of all the members that, that's in that uh, Celebrity uh, Rehab Season 3, and uh, the only African-American that's on that show happens to be the only person that's passing, and that person is Rodney King. That's good. I mean, you 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 know, so uh, con- congratulations to uh, 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 Rodney King. Uh, you 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 know uh, uh, you you know from uh, making uh, you know passing and, and I you know keep your keep your head up, uh, brother. As we we approach uh, next March on the uh, uh, anniversary of uh, of that meeting, we we really uh, uh, wish you well. And as we also uh, celebrate uh, Black Black uh, History Month, I I want to uh, give you some fun uh, factual uh, Black historical uh, moments, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. And last Sunday on February first, it happened 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. On February first, 1974, the sitcom Good Times made its debut on CBS. The uh, sitcom that's, uh, you know, a historical moment, mm-hmm. it was a show about the first ever black uh, TV family right, on uh, right. uh, network television, the series that starred Esther Rowe, John Amos, and Jimmy Walker. And, yes, yes, people, I did have a crush on Thelma when I was little, <laughs> and, 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 and I and – I thought she was more dino Mike, <laughs> as 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 opposed to uh uh you you, you know the other uh, uh, cast members. Good Times was also the first ever spinoff of a spinoff. It was a spinoff from Maud, where Florida was Maud's maid for the first two seasons before getting her show, which was also a spinoff from Archie Bunker, where Maud was Edith's cousin. You give you that fun uh, uh factual. Factual. Also, uh, last, uh, a couple Wednesdays ago, I, I, I had a birthday. I turned thir- uh, 41, 
One, Happy birthday. Uh, yes, yes, and uh, uh, also, uh, I know it sounds corny, but it, it's a milestone anniversary, Lardy, Miss Clardy. Uh, on my past birthday, it also marked the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. of Michael Jackson getting his hair caught on fire. Oh, wow. Why, uh, <laughs> now, that was a funny time. It yeah. wasn't funny, though. That really yeah, was funny. Yeah, while doing that, Jerry, while doing the Pepsi, uh, 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 when I doing the Pepsi uh, c- commercial, I admit I, I I had the Jerry Curl back then in '84, so uh, uh, I I probably had every hairstyle in the book except for Mr. T T's look. But you you know having ha- having uh, said uh, said that uh, you 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 know we we are going to uh, continue to have uh, you you know although we we talk about serious issues and all that. You, you 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 know we 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 also here at the Lardy Miss Party show like to like like to have some fun you you oh, know give you some uh, uh uh good good news and uh, uh two more quick uh good news uh points uh uh and and uh I'm 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 doing this because my mom want want me to uh to do this for Coda and a birthday shout out to Miss uh, Patricia Lipscomb. Uh, happy birthday! Happy, happy happy birthday! That's coming from her daughter uh, Tamika. She is also the sister of Belinda Lipscomb, the lead singer of the '80s band Midnight Star, and and uh, and Carl. Stand you! But congratulations to the Pittsburgh Steelers for winning the Super Bowl last Sunday. <laughs> And being that I'm a Cowboys fan, I, I and, and the only reason why I'm congratulating Pittsburgh because history was made here in uh, Columbus during that Super Bowl victory, as Santonio Holmes of the Pittsburgh Steelers became the first former Buckeye. No football player from Ohio State has ever been Super Bowl MVP. Santonio Holmes became the first Ohio State Buckeye to be. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, so uh, very much more uh, uh, c- congratulations. And as and but I, once again, as uh, as far as my personal opinion about the Pittsburgh Steelers, as David Allen Greer and Damon Wayans would say in terms of men on film, hated it. So. <laughs> Oh, you a mess, Brother Blondie. And that is my co-host, Brother Blondie. And you know, and and he's 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 such a he's such a fun person. You know, I really do thank you, Brother Blondie, for being my co-host. You know, you bring you bring life to me and to those that listen. Um, you know, I I I uh, want to before you know I go, I want to just share a small little presentation that perhaps that may be able to give someone out there an uplift. And I am going to uh, introduce myself as, even though I am, you know, a host of Lardy Miss Clardy, you know, I am Wendy Clardy. I am the founder and president and CEO of Families and Victims of Fraud. The acronym for Families and Victims of Fraud is FAVOF. And I have come 
to stand up and speak up and speak out against victimization and fraud and to give encouraging and uplifting word for those that have been victimized and defrauded by our leaders that govern corporations, banks, institutions, local, state, governmental agencies, and so forth. And um, today, you know, because some of these things have not yet been uh, uh, brought to brought to a close, which this is about my home, uh, me losing everything out of it and everything. It hasn't closed down, or, or it hasn't been dealt with because, the, again, the power at bees are against me, um, even though that I have won that case. Uh, but what I want to do is to say that I am still a victim of this predatory lending, whether it is from governmental agencies or anywhere else. And there are millions more that are victims of it as well. And we need an agency and representatives that will do checks and balances on unchecked local, state, and governmental agencies that are not doing their jobs. There is no confidence in the law to feel secure and protected from victimization or fraud from these predatory issues at this time. Even free speech has a blanket of silence upon it. And as Marcus Garvey quoted, if you have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated. The race of life, with confidence you have won even before you have started. People, we need confidence, not in a system that has failed us, but in ourselves who cannot fail. We need confidence. We have been the backbone of this country since it began, and the government depends on us to keep it running. At this time, we are helping the government to run amok on us. It is time to take a stand. Stand up and be counted for, America. This is not a vote, but a stand to take a vote of confidence. There are good and sincere private attorneys and they have no autonomy to do their jobs as lawyers, and they are afraid of losing their jobs just like we are if they try to protect us by using that law that somehow became predatory to use against the American people. They need our help as well in helping them to defeat, to defend us. We need to take back the power in our communities. I have a solution in how we can, can have that power. And here is how it can be done. I have developed an organization that will put the power back into the communities and the people's hands. And by joining forces to come together to fight against these predatory practices, together we can litigate collectively and lobby legislators to, be, to have amended laws passed in Congress to grant private attorneys more autonomy when litigating to help their clients to have more transparency in courts, in client contractual relationships, and to, and to have laws passed by petitions that will give stiffer penalty and jail time to anyone that violates the rights of the pro se litigant and the private citizen. The good lawyers and judges are out there cannot help us because they fear to lose their jobs if they do. Come together, America, to help our good lawyers and that, you know, our good lawyers and judges that enforce the laws that they were given uh, by the Congress, actually, the founders and framers of the law in the Constitution. I believe that our founders, founding fathers 
or framers have created the laws and the Constitution, uh, whoever these people were, they would have never thought in a million years that they would find a framework of structure for law and order that the people should live by could have caused this kind of a burden on, on us as we the people, especially predators to use when victimizing and defrauding the private citizens of America and their personal chatter, chattel. Excuse me. There are probably, you know, they are probably rolling over in their graves and are ashamed of the generations of leaders and, and have refused to do the right thing towards the citizens of America. It's a business, they say, and it is. To them, it is a business. But to us, it is an infringement of our rights to have true justice and true uh, access to justice. It is a shame. And as Dr. Martin Luther King stated, an individual who breaks a law, that conscience tells him it's unjust. And who willingly accepts the penalty of imprisonment in order to arouse the conscience of the community over its injustice is in reality expressing the highest respect for the law. Wake up, people. Your roofs is on fire. There is no one that is being held accountable to put the flames out of the crimes against, you know, such predator, predatory situations that we're going through, whether it's victimization or fraud and disorder, you know. Uh, form an organization that will, that will do intervention and prevention against victimization and fraud. We are powerful in numbers. Come together. Join forces. Uh, everyone will have to listen, even the media. And this here is my inspiration to those that may listen to this particular segment here on. And, you know, and I feel very honored today to be able to uh, share my story, even though it was a surprise to, uh, to be picked out to tell the story. But you guys, no one would ever know who is Lardy Miss Cardi, not unless I do. So I surely appreciate all of you for listening in on this segment, and you know, make sure that you tell everybody about this uh, about this program here, uh, about the Blog Talk Radio Show, and, and show people the websites or what, and um, you know, and just and just and just help help me to support you. You know, because I, I need you like you need us, and I need you more because I have, I have something to prove that there are people that are out there that is willing to fight for what is right. So I want to thank you for listening to me tonight. And, Brother Blondie, thank you for interviewing me. And um, I am going to turn this over to you, and I will be back on the next Tell your story next Saturday, and if there's anyone that needs to tell their story, get on the phone and let's talk about it. And you you want to talk about next Saturday. How ironic. Next Saturday is Valentine's Day. So, to, so you know, uh, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of people going to call in with broken hearts and and you, you you know my man don't love me or 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 my uh, my my baby's mama did this and and I caught her cheating and caught him cheating and uh, uh all those 
all, all those other uh, uh, type issues. And, and, and you know, uh, if you're going to call, uh, if if you if you want to call in and uh, uh, voice uh, uh, voice your your opinions on on that, then uh, uh, we be we be more than happy to uh, uh, listen to you on those uh, 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 comments. I'll 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 try to be a love doctor. I guess uh, you 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 know uh, uh, me me and Lardy Miss Clardy uh, uh, being uh, uh, counselors or whatnot. But having 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 said that that uh, uh, you you know I I am glad to. Uh, be on the Lardy, Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. The the thing what motivates me to do this show every week is not so much about the issues that uh, me and Wendy Clardy uh, uh, talks about on a weekly basis, but I am also happy, proud, and honored uh, the fact that. When we made our debut, we made our debut on uh, on Tuesday, November fourth, two thousand eight. The night where everybody experienced history. The night Barack Obama, Obama took office. <laughs> Barack Obama won the the election by 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 landslide. I I, I knew he was going to uh, win by, by landslide. I guaranteed it on other shows he's going to win by by landslide. And I'm also happy that we also uh, did uh, did a show on uh, uh, on the 20th of January, the night of his uh, inauguration. Where his inauguration drew 1.8 million people. That's well, probably probably over a two, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, probably 2.5, probably uh, probably uh, more than that. And and as you know, and and I'm encouraging black people across the country. It is time for a change. We need to stand by by this brother. He hasn't told us any lies. He 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 said it's not uh, go, going to be easy. He also said that these economic uh, uh, times, you, you you know, the economic crisis is not going to be solved o- overnight. At some point, we we need to continue to uh, you you know stick our heads together. You know, uh, come up with with a solution, and and you know, c- continue on the improvements. and And I want to address something to uh, Mayor Michael B. Uh, Coleman, and it's a problem in the Linden area that I never hear you or or anybody in uh, at the uh, you you know Ohio uh, City Hall ever talk about. Everybody wants to talk about widening the I-70, I-71 split. Okay, fine. But before you do that, you need to fix that crumbling viaduct 
on Cleveland Avenue that's that's uh, going towards the 11th Avenue. That Vidot's crumbing is is crumbling down. I hate to see it fall and all them trains roll, roll, rolling by, crashing some uh, somebody, kill uh, killing people and stuff. Take care of that uh, uh, that, that that problem, and uh, uh, you, you you know with uh, uh, what less than eight minutes uh, left on on the show, uh, we 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 gonna. Uh, let me read this right here. The People's Law School is holding its sessions presented by Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Trinity United Church of Christ at 1180 Shanley Drive on the corner of Shanley Drive and Mays Road in Columbus, Ohio. This is for people living in Columbus. The sessions are free to the public. You don't need any prior knowledge or experience about law. There will be a broad, lane, a broad range of, of topics discussed, such as civil lawsuits, consumer protection, bankruptcy law, etc. If you are interested in free legal education to register, please contact Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio at 614-224-1113. That's 614-224-1113. Or uh, go online, spiritcare at yahoo.com. If, again, if you're interested, please register. Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio. Area code six one four two two four one 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 three or online spiritcare at yahoo dot com. Please register early as space is limited. You know, once again, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. Yes, I'm here. I I I want to thank you for uh, telling us your story. Yeah, yeah, yes, that was a story. I'm telling you. Uh, a true story, and um, I am writing a book about it. It is called A Recovering Victim of Circumstances, The Journey, and that is a memoir, a memoir's book that I am writing, and um, I should have it finished uh, before 2009 is out. Okay, and and on that, uh, on that note, uh, we we we're gonna end things, and I'm gonna uh, finish the show off. And you know, I like to play music to end radio droughts. I'm gonna play a song that uh, uh, one of your young kids, Wendy, ain't heard in five years on the radio. It's from Poetry and Floetic. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy.
with this group. I step from one, take you step from two. Now when we move, we're feeling the vibe, right? I said if we move, we're making a vibe, right? And if it's day or if it is night, we're feeling all right. So we be all right, all right. Oh, what Thank you. 